0: Young women have been growing up with an indoctrination of
1: what womanhood is and what it should be. They've been taught everything that is in direct opposition to the Word of God. Young women who want to be different from the world are rare, but they are real. On this rare but real podcast, Audrey Brogy will often be joined by her daughter Grace Anna and her daughters-in-law Maureen, Kesset, and Marilyn, who desire to be discerning in a day when everything seems to go against God's design. Join them in the journey of becoming rare but real. It takes courage and conviction. And now, Audrey Brokey. Hey there. I am so thankful to be having this broadcast today with my daughter. She's joining me, and we um, have so many... Uh, topics that women have written me and asked us to cover on this epi- uh, on this episode, on these podcasts, doing episodes on different topics. And I was just um, recently able to do the mother-in-law, daughter-in-law with Kesed and Maureen, and it was really fun doing those two with them as they um, are my first two daughters-in-law that I uh, welcomed into our family. And it was really fun with both of them talking about our relationship. Relationship and the reality of it and all of that. And uh, but today I'm gonna to turn a corner and hit a topic that I wanted to talk with my own daughter about because someone asked if we could do an episode on and the way she worded it was your heart for your husband, how to prioritize him and be his helpmate even in the child rearing years when you feel so busy and spent. And that is so true because uh, in terms of the way she expressed it, because when you are in the throes of mothering and being a wife and managing your home and doing all those things, sometimes it seems like it's easy for us as wives to put our husbands on the back seat because of all of the the demands of meeting our children's needs and taking care of them and and trying to look well to the ways of our household as uh, the Proverbs uh, 31 woman does. And we all, uh, if we love the Lord, we want to uh, look well to the ways of our household. And there are so many facets to that. And I remember what those years were like when, um, Grace Anna, when you were growing up along with your brothers and and when I was in the middle of those years. But I think it would be really great for this particular broadcast um, for you to address it because you're right there. You know, now that I don't have children underfoot and I'm not every day homeschooling my children and getting them here and getting them there. It's very easy for me to pry it prioritize um, Carl when it's just the two of us um, and I'll often tease him Grace and I always say I make your breakfast every morning I pack your lunch when you're working at home I make your lunch and all that you know when it's those when it's those pockets of time when it's just the two of us at home of course we're both you know because you never stop being busy if you're if you're um, walking with the Lord and wanting to be used in his kingdom but it is different when you don't every single day and every moment have children in your home that you are taking care of constantly. So with that said, um, I want to give the give the um, floor to you Grace Anna and how would you just initially begin to address this topic?
0: Well thanks mom and I was thinking when you told me what we'd be talking about today <laughs> wow well I'm not an expert at this <laughs> by any means but I am in the thick of it. So in that sense, it probably is a good question for me to talk about because it is where I'm, I'm living my life right now. And I thought, you know, things were really busy when the kids were toddlers, they were all toddlers and babies. And that definitely was a unique season of busyness. but it seems like it gets even more challenging as kids get older (laughs) and your, your demands on the, you know, just of caring for the older ones and tending to their souls and they're staying up later. Um, and then also having younger ones too. And even just the busyness of, um, you know, sometimes I guess as, you know, your husband, depending on where, what he does. And um, obviously my husband's a pastor, but I know for a lot of youth, your husband has a career and maybe he's moving on a path that is taking him into a busier time in his life too. It can be even more challenging as well. But I think one of the things that has just so sustained me and I am so grateful mom, that you've taught me biblical womanhood, but is just the understanding that as a married woman, that I am my husband's helper and obviously that comes from Genesis where we first see that where God creates Eve and she is created um, as Adam's helper comparable to him. Mm -hmm. And I think just having that framework Mm -hmm. is absolutely life-changing because if you think that you know, in your marriage that primarily your husband is there to help you in everything that you are doing, there is going to be a lot of frustration in your marriage and absolutely your husband, um, you know, there's a mutual helping of one another there, Mm -hmm. but God created even a specific way, um, to come alongside Adam and, and for them to take dominion together and so I think just knowing my role has sustained me so immensely through all of the challenges that we face in just life. So I think I would say that first is just like, it's just like remind yourself, because I know that, mm-hmm, right? I've mm-hmm. always known that. But it's so easy, even in the midst of the busyness, to forget that. Of course. And yeah. so I think as Christian women, it's like, okay, we need to constantly remember, um, not to think like the world is encouraging us to think, right. um, but to remember to um, come alongside and, and really be a team where we're not um, competing with one another or trying to equally do the exact same thing,
1: right. But, right.
0: but helping. And so I find so much joy in that. Yeah. Just knowing that, Mom, I didn't know if you were going to say something. No, no, no.
1: Well, I was just thinking, because as you were saying some of those things, you know, about the perspective makes so much difference, even in the busyness Mm -hmm. of raising your family and all the things that you have to do just in terms of like, you know... (laughs) I mean, anybody could fill in the blanks with all the busyness that comes with that. But when you have the perspective behind it and not just a perspective, oh, a positive perspective, I'm not even talking about that. talking about what you talked about. We get your perspective that comes from the word of God that our marriage matters and it matters because God designed it and he thought it up and he brought a man and woman together. Um, because the woman helps the man do something that he can't do alone. And, and, and he needs her and she needs him. And together they are to bring glory to the Lord as they carry out their responsibilities. Even if they never have children in this life, th- that together they are, t- they're this one unit. And then as God blesses them with children or gives them children, as we see that, that it's one of the, the reasons that God brings people together is so that they will be fruitful and multiply and that they will raise a godly her- heritage. Then, but, but always having the perspective that first God brought this man and woman together and we have to be on the same team. And I have to remember that God called me to be a part of this man's life. God called me to work alongside him and we can never forget that because if that bond is not strong, if that's not something that we're working on Then it's going to have a negative effect on these children. And that's why it comes back to what you said, having the perspective from God's word makes all the difference in the world in terms of why I do what I do. And even those times when, when maybe in my, um, in my own thinking, I have to. It's almost like don't you think I have to be like lassoed and brought back to the perspective when I start getting lost in my own like frustrations of what's going on at any particular time. Um, you know, and it's funny because you, so yeah. well, you, know, you said something too about, um, let's see, how did you word it? Um, oh, that he's just not there for you or I forgot exactly how you said it. But it made me think for some reason, I, well, Rick has been, you know, working on the website and he's been at wanting me to give him content and all and a lot of things that I've written in the past to go on there. And so we've been working on that a lot. And one of the, the things that I pulled up recently that I wrote was... Um, um, I, I can't remember if I called it "Proud of the House We Build" or something. But anyway, I was just reminded of how I saw this magazine in an office one time when I was waiting, and it said "Planning the Wedding of Your Dreams," and and um and then it was marrying, and then the way they worded it, it was kind of a. I guess they were trying to be like you know, I don't know. Um, funny with their title but it called marrying the wedding of your dreams and i remember thinking that that's so often what it's like for so many women they get married and they want the best wedding and they want the best venue and they want the beautiful dress and they want they want all this stuff because it's about my big day rather than no this is a holy thing where god's bringing a man and a woman together and it's not just about the woman it's about the man and the woman and the wedding and the ceremony is opening the door to a lifetime. It's not just about this event, and so that's why that perspective comes back into play. Which I'm so glad you just started started the whole uh, this whole um, episode with that, uh, talking about the perspective. So as you are in the throes of it, let's see your children are age. Give give everybody the ages of your children right now.
0: So um, eleven. Is our oldest daughter, and then, uh, Ken is our second oldest daughter, and then Charles is about to turn eight, uh, next week, mm-hmm. and then Patrick is three and a half, and then we actually are expecting a fifth to, uh, <laughs> beginning of July, so.
1: I wasn't going to um, say that.
0: <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, she's asking that question. But, you know, we're well, prayerfully excited, and, yeah, um, about that. So, and it's a little boy.
1: So. No, that's awesome. Well, it's also good because as people listen, they think, yeah, she knows what she's talking about because she's she has these children and she's expecting another one. Her husband's busy, and and you're helping him. And so, let's get to the practical stuff. What are some ways like mm-hmm. d- that you feel like you um how you are trying in your own life to make Grant um, a priority. Like, what are some things that y'all do to to make your, you know, j- just your marriage be strong in the midst of all your responsibilities? Not just re- your responsibilities to your children, but your responsibilities in, the, in your church and, and how you live that out and how you sometimes maybe think, you know what? I need to be giving Grant a little more attention here. I'm i not praying for him the way I should. I know that's what I think about sometimes in my own life. Is like, I'm not asking Carl enough questions or I'm not sharing his load or saying, hey, you can talk to me about that. Or the times that I need to just step back and say, stop asking him so many questions. You know, things like (laughs) that.
0: (laughs) Yes, I think that's great that you mentioned prayer because I think that is a huge one where I try to pray for Grant a lot while he's at work when he comes to mind and he'll sometimes tell me you know stuff that he will be facing that day and and challenges or meetings and I'll just pray for all of those things and we kind of develop a thing where we you know if we want prayer we just text you know, he'll sort of say walking into a meeting and I'll just say, I'm praying and I'll stop what I'm doing. I'm praying. And I actually texted him right before I started the podcast and said, I'm about to do the podcast. Mm. And he texted me back praying. Um, and so I think just developing that habit of praying for one another. And then of course, praying together mm-hmm. is huge. And so, um, you know, we counsel a lot of couples who are often you know experiencing marital difficulty and one of the things grant will often encourage us to is pray together mm-hmm. and a lot of times couples who are praying together every day they just aren't facing the same struggles that couples are facing who are not and so that is just one way to you know we could talk about you know obviously we'll love to talk about date nights and all of mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and those things absolutely have their place mm-hmm. but the spiritual aspect is so important because you want the Lord to be the center of your marriage. And if you have two people who are surrendered to the Lord's will, then you have two people who are the closest they could possibly be. So I think prayer is a huge one. And something that we do try to do is when we're talking about, oh, we need to pray for that. We really do, if we can try to stop right then and pray for that together um, so that we're not putting it off you know and i would say for us our prayer life together is much more organic than it is um oh it's this time every single day yes you know, we have yes prayer time together we just it's more organic for us uh, that we're praying a lot together um because we're talking and those things not so that's that is definitely one way another way for us that we've done since our kids were little is that we have gone on walks together. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons we've done this is because, you know, there were a lot of times in our lives where we really struggled to budget for date night. Mm-hmm. And we would, but they couldn't be as frequent as we would like them to be. Sure. Um, and so we developed a habit since the kids were little of um, putting them to bed. And all of this depends on like the ages of the sure. and everything, but we were able to do it at- almost all ages because I remember we started it in Kentucky. So we would put them down and we'd have the monitor. We'd just like literally walk like right in front of the house. Oh, I, just, like, like... Just
1: <laughs> I love that. Cause, cause that's what mm-hmm. your dad and I used to do. which like, so you see the house, you see the house. Yeah. You're just right there. I mean, I <laughs> back have memories
0: of little kids coming to the porch, you know, but, no, go get back in your bed. And of course that, you know, we had to train them, obviously, about doing all that. And there sure. was definitely disciplinary factors that happened during, Sure, you know, sure. when they were learning to go to bed. Um, and then there were, for sure, there's been seasons where, for whatever reason, the age kids, we could not do that. Sure. But.
1: But the fact that you try, kids, it's like, it's like a try, flexible yeah. habit. Yeah.
0: Yes. And so as our kids have gotten older, that's been something we've been able to do more because, um, either everyone could be trusted to be in bed with the exception of maybe, um, you know, a baby in a
1: crib, mm-hmm, but because mm-hmm. there was a
0: sibling there, you know, we could walk right up and down in front of the street.
1: Well, and, now know, that you things. have cameras, now that you have like those little monitors oh, yeah. and all that, you can watch them.
0: So we've used all of that. We've had, we've had a video camera for Patrick for a couple of years and I would just turn it on and we would just walk up and down the street and we keep our eye right on him. Um, but that was a way that we could just kind of, I think it's so important
1: mm-hmm. for couples
0: every week to have time to just talk about
1: life, yeah. and,
0: life mm-hmm. and whether it's, you know, time just to say, this is broken and this needs to be fixed. And how are we going to figure out when we'll do this or <laughs> um, times where you're literally just, yeah, conversing mm-hmm. about your life. And, um, so that is just something that we do still and, um, love it. And it's been a huge way that we connect and we look forward to it. And, uh, it's a way to get exercise too. Sure. Um, that's been a great, a great way that we've connected. Um, but I think one other thing just as wives that we can be thinking about too is just, you know, making sure that we're walking in fellowship with the Lord Mm -hmm. and keeping short accounts because I think one of the greatest ways that you can prioritize your husband and have good fellowship with him is that you are walking in fellowship Mm -hmm. with the Lord and with one another because you know it is stressful like at times you know with kids and it's like you're trying to make dinner and somebody's fighting over in the corner and (laughs) you know something's happening and it's just you know, before you know it, you've snipped at your husband and the whole situation is just crazy Mm -hmm. and learning how just to say, I am sorry. Will you forgive me? And your husband learning how to say, I am sorry. Will you forgive me? And to have, I mean, Grant and I just try to keep very, very short accounts. As soon as Mm -hmm. somebody says, I am sorry that we just say, I forgive you. Um, and we move on. But I think that's something that can really destroy um, the joy in your home is if you and your husband are always at it with each other. Right. And it doesn't matter all the date nights in the world and all the trips you go on. If, if when you're living real life, you're always um, fighting. So I think as like as Christians, we have the greatest tool (laughs) Which is God's word mm-hmm. that teaches us, you know, to confess our sins and to forgive one another and to trust in God's promises that He brings healing and joy when we do those things. And so, I think that's one thing is you know, you don't have to have fancy things to have a beautiful marriage. you can you can have the beautiful um, you know truth and the beautiful, Things that are in God's Word flourish in your marriage, um, which is just awesome. Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. You know, I was thinking as you were talking about those things because those are, you know, it's so true because sometimes we do think, and of course, as you know, date nights are great, but what if you can't? Mm -hmm. It's got to be like, Mm -hmm. you know, it comes, it's internally, it has to come from my heart for the Lord. And, and even just the simple things of obeying the word of God. I mean, I I always think about Ephesians five, you know, when, when that whole passage from, I think it starts in verse 22, all the way to the end, when um, Paul's given instruction for the for marriage and he's he's talking about how it's a picture of Christ and his bride and he talks about the you know what the husband's responsibility is and and I mean it's just so beautiful and so detailed that whole passage but even as as it turns towards the end of that section here let me let me just turn it here turn to it. um yeah when he got uh, I'm going to okay for this cause it's, and I'm just re- he's already said a lot of great things but I'll start with verse 31 for this cause, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is great, but I am speaking with reference to Christ in the church. Nevertheless, let each individual among you also love his own wife, even as himself, and let the wife see to it that she respect her husband. Mm-hmm. And I always think about that last phrase in there that it, when it's all boiled down because you know he's given a lot of instructions earlier about the husbands how they're to love their wives and there's a lot you know several verses on that but then when he turns the one thing that he says is let the wife see to it. It's like very active that she respect her husband. And it seems to me over the course of being married so many years and, and being in ministry for so long that the one area that so many women's um, some, and I'm talking about good Christian women. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about people who know the Lord struggle with is really respecting their husbands. And, and even if they do respect him internally showing him that respect, where he knows in the depth of his being that she respects him, whether his decisions or the way he does things, the way he leads the family, maybe even sometimes the way he dresses. I don't know. Anyway, but we all know that a man, when we show them respect, I mean, you know this being married. I know this being married. The things I say sometimes when I build up your dad and when you build up your husband, it means everything to them, you know, to be respected by their woman. It just does. And I, and I think about that in terms of ways, you know, the, when the question came, ways to prioritize him, even in the uh, busyness, when you feel so busy and spent, just that very simple command to respect him. And there's so many ways that a wife can show that to her husband. It doesn't always have to be like fancy things, but just to say, wow, I love the way you did that. Or, you know, I appreciate the fact that you do this or, you know whatever. I mean, the Lord, if we ask the Lord for a list of things to say to our husbands that show him respect, do we think he would answer us and show us those things? Of course he will, because it's according to his will. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us and he grants it. And we know this is his will because he says it right there It's a command in Ephesians chapter five. And I'm often, even as long as I've been married to your dad, I'm so guilty of sometimes just not telling him ways that I respect him. And I don't mean in a forced way I just mean you know I was thinking about this you know today I'm so grateful I mean I'm not I'm saying in just in general I can be thinking about something I need to tell him what I'm thinking if I'm like I'm so grateful that he does this or I don't have to worry about this I need to tell him those things and that does everything I mean it's just a simple it's very simple but sometimes it's a hard thing for us to do as women
0: well I'm so yeah I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that so important in your marriage and really thinking about too, especially when you have children. Well, like you want to develop those habits before you have children. If God gives you children, He may mm-hmm. not, but mm-hmm. that you have an attitude of respect. And it doesn't mean that you think your husband's perfect. Of course, and it doesn't yeah. mean that you don't see his flaws but that you respect him for the man that God made him to be. right? And then when you add kids to the mix, I think it's so important that um, you are saying things in front of them to build up your husband. And, you know, mom, you modeled that really well of, you know, saying stuff to us kids about, you know, how hard dad works and, and just kind of like, we are obviously, most of us as women are with our children more during the week, um, you know, than our husbands are. And so, building up our husbands by the words we say mm-hmm. and then saying things to them, to our husbands that just show that we respect them. I mean, it's just, there's just no <laughs> dollar you could put on that. Right. It, it just will flourish. You know, allow your marriage to flourish. And, and it is so countercultural. Right. Um, and so we have to fight against that tendency that our husband is there just to,
1: you know, meet our needs. There for
0: us, to <laughs> right. meet our needs. I mean, I was just recently reading through Amos, and it is sobering because Amos calls out these rich women of samaria and he calls them the cows of Bashan because they (laughs) want their husbands to make a lot of money (laughs) and support their lavish lifestyle Mm, mm um and of course it's a a really dramatic extreme there
1: but Mm -hmm.
0: you know how often do we as women sometimes just want that you know we just want whatever it is to be easy and um, instead of respecting our husbands for for who they are and building them up with their words and mm-hmm. you know Elizabeth Elliot talks a lot about that in her book Let Me Be a Woman and she says stuff too, like just because your dad did you know things a certain way you need <laughs> to respect the way your husband does things and, and not think that just because your dad knew how to fix faucets or whatever that your right. husband's going to face faucets and you should get mad at him. Because <laughs> Did you, you say faucets? A faucet. Oh, a faucet, yeah. Faucet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think she uses a faucet. as an like example. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think that that is huge. So, I mean, I think you think through like, okay, your attitude of your heart that you're consistently walking with the Lord, walking in fellowship, your attitude to your husband. And then just being very practical about that you do make time to spend together without the kids, mm-hmm. whatever it looks like, that you have those times where you connect. Um, and in recent years, Grant and I have gotten up really early instead of hanging out at night like we used to when the kids went to bed.
1: Right. Um, and
0: that's been a really great time, too. But making sure you have those times so that you don't feel like, you know, I never get to talk to my husband about such and such and such and such. And like you have all this built up stuff that you need to unleash right you know right but that you're having those times and then when you can you do plan those times where you can just go have fun together yeah and that that's important that's important too Mm -hmm.
1: um
0: but what you don't want to be doing is just having an awful time you know every day and just until I get to that time where we can have fun (laughs) together um you know but you want to be just walking with the Lord right where he has you in the season that he has you and knowing that there could
1: be joy. That's right. Even in that. Right. Well, and then in little ways too, just in terms as you're going about life, there's ways even if you're watching a, you know, a family movie and the kids are there and they're all doing it together, you and your husband can share a look, you can give him the look. Men like the look, you know, just to, to know that he's appreciated or whatever your little look is for your husband, it means something to him. Or I think too, in this day of so much, um, you know, f- with, um, phones and all this stuff, uh, sometimes we've lost the art of actually writing a letter or sending a card. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about to people out there. I'm talking about to your husband. You know, way before when, when y'all were younger and there were no cell phones and any of that stuff. One of the ways that, that, God would often prompt me to encourage your dad was just to send him a note, a, a card to his office. You know, I'd just address it and I wouldn't even put my return address. And I'd try to disguise my handwriting, you know, and I would send, <laughs> yeah, uh, this is to my pastor, but I would send it um, and I sent him a number of those. And then one time when I was, I don't know, I was cleaning out a study or something, I just found an envelope filled with my cards that he kept, you know, I mean, that's kind of Personal, But still, I'm not saying, but all I'm saying is they were very, but it was just times where I just wanted to build him up or send him. And I know there were times that he had said it came on, it just came at a great time. So there's little things like that, but there's also because of you know the quick access it's just to send your husband an encouraging text in the day you can't always talk to him but just what you said earlier like i'm praying for you y'all send those p- text messages to say hey please pray for this but it can be just text hey i'm thinking about you and i just want you to know i love you or or i'm looking forward to to you coming home tonight or i'm going to make your sp- You know, the thing that, you know, he likes, maybe you don't like it, but he likes it. And so you do that for him, you know, but those are all kinds of little things to make him a priority that don't take any extra It doesn't take a lot of energy. You know what I mean? I mean, you can be like super busy, but you can send a little card or you can send a text message or you can, you know, give him the look or you can, you know, give him, you know, just rub his shoulders when if he seems tense, you know, just he comes and sits down and you just come up and rub his shoulders for a few minutes or just it's all those kinds of things mean a lot to our men. Um, even just when we say, Hey, I know you're tired. Why don't you come sit down or, or just whatever. And I was thinking too, Grace and when we're talking, cause there's been times I've been at, at your house and thinking about your husband and uh, and i probably i don't know if i've ever shared just as a mother in law and seeing the way he takes the time to really explain the bible to your children now, i know you do that but i just mean as the head of the home when he sits down and i still have these images when y'all lived in that apartment in kentucky i mean not in yeah in kentucky when he was in seminary and i can still hear your kids and grant being so <laughs> dramatic about lord save me <laughs> because (laughs) because (laughs) Because he's like acting out the Bible stories basically with his dramatic voice and them, you know, them learning it with him. And then I'm hearing them. Because and, and to me, it was so evident that not only was he doing the story with them right then, but I would hear him and he's I mean, I'm not even in the room, you know, I'm somewhere else, not like I'm like watching him, but I'm just hearing it and and hearing um, them answer the questions, which I know he and you both have already instilled that in your children. So they know the answers. And even if they didn't know the answers, you would be teaching them at that moment. What I'm saying with that is that's something that's meant a lot to me as his mother-in-law, and I've probably never shared that with him. So it comes down to like sometimes with, you know, whether it's when it's with our husbands, sometimes we see the good they're doing, and it means something to us, and we need to tell them just something simple as just telling them. You know, I just appreciate.
0: Absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, I mean, Carl and I, 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 sometimes I say, especially the older we get, I say, I don't want to be a widow. You take such good care of me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he says, don't worry, I'll take care of you even if I die first.
0: You'll be taken
1: care of, you know, but he says the same thing. I don't want to be a widower. We just want the (laughs) rapture. But but that's because when we express that, it's because we appreciate each other so much and we want to walk through life to, you know, in our old years together, if the Lord so wills and allows that for us. So those are the things we need to tell them. So it just made me think of it because you know, and I, no, walk. I love that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause we all need encouragement. That's right. And I mean, I, I do try to be specific when, cause I think about that with Grant with a lot with our kids and I'll just say, especially too, if you see your spouse, like handling a difficult situation well, mm-hmm. um, with one of your kids that you, that's such an opportunity to come alongside and, and encourage, you know, the other person and just say, thank you for how you handle that Mm -hmm. um because you know there's plenty of times where you know we're not handling things well and obviously there's times where we have to come alongside and just say hey like lovingly you know let's talk about this or whatever but if we don't speak up when we need to speak up and encourage our husband when we see that um him doing that well and in any wife you know I know there's probably wives listening who just think wow I just so desire that like I wish that I had you know a husband who was explaining the bible to our kids right but whatever way that you can encourage that's right do that because you can substitute whatever
1: it is for what he is doing that you appreciate
0: that's right and it's like and I think like the thing that we have to just over and over live out too is that we are not we are doing what we are doing to encourage our husband for the glory of god and not so that our husband will then like come right behind us and um you know tell us how great we're doing everything or Mm -hmm. you know buy us flowers or we just don't need to be looking Mm -hmm. for okay i'm doing this to get something in return but truly because we love and care Him Mm -hmm. and want him to flourish and
1: build him up. -hmm. Mm -hmm. One thing I was going to say that's very might be very practical for you and for any you know some of the women who are in the busyness of child rearing and all that. But sometimes, like when you have when your children are growing up, you can tell them, you know, tonight we're going to have a special. We're going to have a special dinner for Daddy, and you know we're going to make his favorite foods. I want you to set the table as if we're doing having an event. And we're gonna make, you know, cute little play, and you make it a project for the kids. We're gonna do this, and then um, I know there were some times I did that when y'all were growing up, and and I just said, and the other thing that I would do is say, and when he comes home and we we sit at dinner, you're not gonna talk for 10 minutes. We're gonna (laughs) set the timer, and we're just gonna, you're just gonna listen to, you know, your dad and me talk, and that gives him some space. So he's not just at dinner, it's like, because it was often like that, and which was, and that's great. I'm not knocking that because that's family life. But there are times to just say, hey, kids, this is going to be, we're going to do this. I'm going to make his favorite food. You're going to do this. And then you're not going to talk for the first 15 minutes. And that's not because we want you don't want to hear what you say, but we, we just want to give dad and mom a chance to like kind of catch up and y'all can listen. And then you can ask questions or just little, I mean, that's a practical suggestion just occasionally to do something like that. Then that show, that's kind of like helping your children see too that dad's a priority. And we want this to be special for him. Now, I know a lot of women will say, yeah, well, my husband doesn't get home on time. Or I think he's going to be here at six and he's not. I
0: understand she's <laughs> mad. And
1: then she's mad. <laughs> and like, and then she's she's mad. Yes, there. exactly. But then if that's the case and you just have his place setting right there with the little special things around it and then and then say you're special and we made this for you. But we've gone to bed because your home's so late. Or whatever. But still, the idea, no, you know.
0: I, lo- I love that idea because you do, I think that's important that your kids, and, and you do have to teach them this, that your relationship is a priority. And I mean, we, for whatever reason, have four talkers. Like, nobody <laughs> in our family is shy. So, we have to sometimes do that where we say, hey, um, for the first ten minutes, this will be a good practice for y'all. Exactly. self-control. Like and we're dad and mom are going to talk, and guess what? Y'all get to listen, but you can't say anything. You know, and it is a it's good for them to know, though that. Yes. You know, just because we have kids, all of our attention. Is not just focused on y'all, even though we love y'all. Grant will sometimes say y'all are just along for the ride, and he's just kind of joking, <laughs> right?
1: Of course, but it's just true. Just so they
0: know that the world does not revolve around right them, even though they are our priority, but they are not um, the number one priority at all moments, at all times.
1: <laughs> right, don't you remember when um, I used to hold like was, the globe and I'd say, "You think you're to you children? I'd say y'all think you're this, and I'm just supposed to revolve around y'all." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not like that. But but that's yeah, the, I remember one time with with uh one of y'all, I won't name the child, but it that this particular child was a particu- was really a talker and didn't come up for air. And um and then one of our uh, uh the uncles was here visiting and had a conversation said now, you know what, conversation is like a tennis match. You lob the ball, and then I hit it back. And then yep. I lob the ball, and, and, and I remember thinking, you know, that's so good. And this child was young, so we, we were working on this aspect, you know, of taking a breath. Because sometimes children are afraid they're not going to get the floor ever again. <laughs> so they just keep, they don't even take a breath. And But I remember this particular uncle saying that, and it was really, it was very helpful. You know, it's like a tennis match. I don't know that maybe that's helpful no
0: that's true and it's just I think it's important for your kids to learn to learn that obviously in conversational skills but also learn that your marriage is a priority I mean I've had kids cry when we were going out for date night Mm -hmm. you know and all those types of things where I just said look like this is important you know that um, your dad and I have a time together and obviously like we didn't really talk about you know, how often you should have date nights or how often you should have getaways. And one of the reasons like why I don't necessarily talk about that is because I think that's going to look different for each family. Mm -hmm. And I just don't, I think there's a temptation as women to get discouraged if that's not what, where they're at and what they can do. And so I think you focus on what can you do and how can you make one another a priority in this season of life. And trust the Lord um, with other desires of the, you know, mm-hmm. having that one-on-one time together. Because the Lord is so faithful to provide mm-hmm. um, those things when we ask Him. So that's um, right.
1: And it is more back going back to what you said at the very beginning, how you how you even started this. It's all about the perspective in a woman's walk with the Lord rather than the, you know, 10 things you can do to encourage your husband. Yeah, there's wonderful ideas in terms of sending him a note or a text message and all that you're just sharing. Just like Proverbs says, you know, if it's in your hand to do it, do it. So God brings things to mind. I need to tell that person, you know, what I'm thinking about them if it's not negatively i'm talking about positively um to share it with them and i think so often we overlook that with the people that are most important in our lives so it comes Mm -hmm. back to to um yeah just the 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 relationship the relational aspect even more than a date night you know Mm -hmm. or or whatever it just comes comes down i i agree with you that that's just key it's just key you know, yeah, and,
0: I mean, you want and that you're cre- I mean, that you absolutely are making those times where um, you have those times alone together. and sure. then You are available to your husband, both right. emotionally and physically. And right. so I'm saying those things are so important. That's right. Um, but how that looks, you know, per per each couple could look different.
1: Right. Now. Right. And so
0: in, in their season of life.
1: And I'm glad you said that, you know, we won't talk details about it, but, you know, being available to your, to your husband emotionally and mm-hmm. physically is super important. Um, and we, and that's just something we need to remember as, you know, as we are his helper is, you know, it's very, all those things like, just like we love, we love deep conversation. We love to be heard. There are things that are husbands that are very meaningful to him in a different way than so often it is for us. And so that's very Absolutely. important to remember as well. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm glad it it always comes back to I mean, no matter it seems like no matter what we end up talking about, it always comes back to what's my walk with the Lord like. It really does. I mean, Kesset said something in that broadcast when we were talking Last time, and she just made the comment, you know, she said something like this, I'm, I'll probably misquote it, but this, but this is what I walked away with. Well, she said our relationship, talking about that she and I, she said our relationship is, is not great because we're so awesome or we're, we're like perfect. It's The reason it's great is because we both love the Lord and we want to please Mm -hmm. Him in our relationship, first with Him, and then that's going to overflow into our relationship where there's lots of forgiveness, there's lots of encouragement, there's lots of love, you know, because... Christ is the most important thing in our lives. And that's the same thing with a husband and wife and with all of our relationships. If I want to please the Lord and walk with him, then that's going to overflow into my relationships. And especially it should overflow the most in my relationship with my husband, you know, and seeking, seeing him, you know, as someone that I want to encourage and build up because, you know, I often say we can all as women be super spiritual and kind and, great with all of our girlfriends when we meet somewhere and we we say encouraging things to them but it comes back to the rubber meeting the road in the home you know what am i sweet and kind to my husband you know or am i always snapping at him of course we're sinners we're going to snap at each other that's i mean we shouldn't but i'm just saying we do my i'm just being realistic but but am i but you know i'm not always snapping at my friends we all you know so
0: yeah I yeah I love that you ended with that because just about the, um just the perspective of of what makes a great marriage and that you know because I think there can be the comparison game at times to look at other couples and think oh well they're just made for each other and mm-hmm. they're just you know they just get along so perfectly and
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: really um if that is true that they get along perfectly, which is great if it's you, um, it's probably because they are forgiving each other. That's and right. They are apologizing and saying that they're sorry, and they're they've learned to to walk in that fellowship, and so.
1: And they're not holding yeah. on to hurts. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: So it's such a, a almost just an encouragement that um, it's not the Lord makes the marriage beautiful mm-hmm. Um in his grace and allowing those things to flourish is what draws you the closest. Mm-hmm. It's not, um, you know, that you're this specific personality and he's this specific personality. That's right. That God That's- is able to work with exactly who he made you to be um, to make it beautiful.
1: And that gives such great hope to, to people looking as they look across the landscape and they see all these marriages that just bust up and and people being angry with each other. It gives them a different perspective when they see and understand Christians who say, no, we're not uh, exempt from problems and we have to work through things, but because we love Christ, we are committed to each other. And because of that, he makes us love each other more. And so we're committed to work through these things. I mean, that's hope, for people rather than just thinking, oh yeah, they're just made for each other, you know? So, Mm -hmm. but, um, well, Grace Anna, um, it's been great talking to you and hearing from you. And I, as we close out, I would love to ask you to close our time in prayer, if you will.
0: Absolutely. Dear Heavenly (laughs) Father, Lord, we thank you so much for the gifts of marriage. And I pray for the women who are listening to this podcast today, that they would be encouraged, to make their husband a priority right where they are in the season of life that they are with the resources that they have, and that you would give them strength and joy in that and that they um, would grow closer to you in the process. In Jesus' name, amen. If you enjoyed this episode of
1: Rare But Real, Be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. And share this podcast with friends. Follow Audrey on Instagram and Facebook at Mothering from the Heart. And listen to all her messages on the Search the Scriptures app.